This is the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore proceed with caution. With me, as always, is Brad. What's up? Brad Livingston in the house. That was yeah. third party. I'm not sure. Or third person. I don't you know why. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's good to be back, guys. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And so, uh, man, we are pretty, pretty pumped up about the I Love My City. First of all, can we give a generous and gigantic shout out to all of uh, not just our tc let's start with our tc people that came out for serve day man like what an amazing serve day um you guys are awesome Uh, every single one of you are are amazing um and so man we i know as uh, on behalf of myself as a lead pastor and i know justin feels the same way you know as part of our pastoral team is that man you guys just showed up and if and if there was a group that put in the work on saturday justin it was your group like <laughs> man i don't want to say that because i know there was a lot of projects going on but we we the it was hot i'm gonna send a strongly worded letter to church of the highlands in birmingham and see what we can do to move survey to like october Something. november because here in florida i don't know how hot it was in birmingham Oh, it wasn't this hot, but I it wasn't. I can tell you. I'm pretty sure Saturday was the hottest day of the year. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god! So so yeah. To bring some context, uh, we we did a project at um, the Miracle League of Pensacola, which is a ballpark and league um, for families and kids with special needs to play baseball. You know, and it it's really cool for us because we have the Haven and our special needs kids ministry. So we wanted to go out there and like beautify their their park and everything and we did it was really cool it was just so hot and i'm not one to normally do manual labor (laughs) um it's not my favorite thing so when i went out there two weeks ago to meet the guy right and kind of talk about what they needed done i severely underestimated (laughs) the size and scope of this project right um you know we had, I don't know, we had like 15 people or something. We had a pretty big group. Yeah, more than anyone else for sure. Yeah, we had a big group. And originally I thought we were going to have too many. Even when we first got out there, I thought, we, you know, you can always have too many. Like there's only three weed eaters, you know, so you got, you got 12 One guys. One three weed eaters. Yeah, you got 12 yeah. guys standing around. Um, but, you know, because we only had three things to do. We were going to pressure wash, cut, you know, do some like yard work, cutting grass, weed eating and stuff, and then painting these two little, I say little, these two like kind of outbuildings. But uh, man, it was so hot. But I was—we could have had twice that many people. Yeah. We were there. We yeah. were there a long time too. I mean, I was there till three o'clock. Um, ten to three. Ten to three. A long day, man. It was a long day, and it it was super hot. But man, I tell you, everybody, there was not one person that was with us that didn't work. Yeah. And to kind of make a joke of you know, you always got somebody in the group that kind of doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we didn't have that. Everybody was really working. Of course, there was people taking like we made them take breaks and drink water and Gatorade yeah. and all this stuff, but. It was just really. And I saw some of the videos on like Instagram and Snapchat. People just cutting up and yeah, it it was, it was a, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, the it was just. Um, I'm probably not the best one to go out next time and be like, we're gonna do this and this is what we need. You know, and and little things like you know, we brought three pressure washers but no hoses. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, uh, so we had to like run and get hoses once we got there and all that stuff. But um, it was really cool. The guy, um, the the guy that runs and founded the. The Miracle League is just was really appreciative. He got pictures. They put it on their Facebook page. Yeah, and, yeah, I saw that. Um, they want to have us out at the start of the season. Um, and anything we can do as a church to 
that we any of our people as a church want to get involved out there. You know, they welcome it. It's just they have like three hundred families that yeah. are a part of the Miracle League. That's incredible. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, so. it's it's a big thing, and, and uh, like you said, we're so connected to it, so that's helpful. But now, I, I, when I first got out there, you know, I, I came out there with you guys first, so um, to kind of help make sure things were getting. Once I got out there, I was like, man, there's plenty of people here. Uh, oh, yeah. So I told John, I was like, let's go, let's go visit some of the other. Um, projects, you know, film some of them and, and see if we can yeah. do some interviews. So, uh, we were, you know, we were able to do all that, which was, which was great. It was just like, I saw the scope of that thing and I was just like, holy moly. This it is it was a lot. lot. It was a lot of work. And, and we just had some really good, uh, people that were there that, that showed yeah, up to that. For sure. And, uh, we got stuff painted, looking good, you know, a, a fresh coat of paint goes a long way at yeah. a ballpark, you know. And, uh, so it was, it was great. And then, you know, that was just one of the projects. We had tons of stuff going on. You know? Yeah. And one of the things I appreciate about Serve Day this year, uh, number one, we, you know, we talk about your project, but everyone, everyone did a jam up job. I mean, Christina with her group at the bookstore, uh, you know, Sagan and her group that went out, uh, Pam and her group that went out, Lori Nunley and her group that went to the ICU. Um, there was Ben Bailey, Chris Strickland and Zach, uh, Stavanga, who all went and they were doing different lawns, um, for families that autism Pensacola. So the organization autism Pensacola yeah. hooked us up with some families that needed yard work done and they went and did those. And, um, man, I, I don't, I don't want to forget anyone now, now that I've started naming them all off. Um, who else do we have? Uh, Heather and then went downtown Heather went downtown and they were, uh, handing out bottles of water and taking pictures of families and telling them how they could get those pictures and stuff. Um, man just uh oh uh james hodge and the group went oh yeah build a wheelchair built, ramp build a wheelchair ramp uh for one of the families in our church which was awesome so i mean there's just so many things happen and if i forgot you i'm sorry i, I don't have a list in front of me um but just naming off the people that we know uh were out there oh felicia uh strickland and her group were at the waterfront that's right organizing uh, the organizing closet cool, yeah the closet and stuff so it was really really cool man one of the things that i loved about this year that we haven't really seen in years past um you know in years past out of fear of making sure we had enough things for people to do in the years past we've really worked hard to find things and then when people came we plugged people into things this was the first year we always do that a little bit still but this was the first year that we really saw our small group leaders and some of our people go out and find things they wanted to connect to and you could just feel the difference there's a difference between hey the church just found these people can you help them and hey we want you to find people that you want to to impact and so uh, when we did that, that was awesome. Christine at the bookstore, you know, they were mailing books to um, some of the in, inmates, in, right? Inmates, yeah, in, in the prisons. So they, the inmates, wrote, write letters to this bookstore about books that you know authors they like or books they like to read, and then they went and helped package them and ship them and send them out to them and, and do yeah. all that, which is super cool. So there's just so many good things happening, and we were just pumped up, you know, uh, for for Serve Day, and and again, man, just trying to continue to put that in the hearts of our people. Um, the hearts of Transformation Church, and we were—you know—there were a few other churches in Pensacola, and I think a thousand churches nationwide that were a part of it. Yeah, so just shy of a thousand. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was looking at pictures and stuff all day. You know, or all day once I got home, you know, searching like the hashtag and seeing the different churches around the around the country that were posting pictures and some of the stuff they were doing. It was just really cool to see that many people. It'd be—I'm sure we'll get an email from them as an organization to see, you know, how many 
as best they can count, I guess, how many people were actually serving sure. um, out of those 920-something churches or whatever it is. That would just kind of be cool to see that many people in one day, Yeah, you know, going out and impacting their community. And I liked that there was five, I think, five churches here in town. You know, yeah. I think that's cool that we were all doing that together in, in our own ways. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's awesome. It was hot. It was hot. So. I, uh, yeah, I got a new respect for people that work out in that every day. Yeah, no kidding. Like, as we sit in this air conditioned office and have a yeah. conversation it, on a podcast, yeah, and it's one of those. It's one of those <laughs> funny things. Like I'm not better. Like I, I don't. Ever, I don't think I'm better. Oh, of course you know, not. And I don't mean yeah. it in that way, but um, because I, you know, you can make the joke like I've always kind of worked smarter, not harder, and that almost implies that people that work out there aren't smart or something. Right, that's right, not. Right. That's not the intention at all. But it's like that. I do work in an office, you know, and and I live in like a townhouse thing that doesn't have a yard. Like I'm not, you know, <laughs> not only am I not used to getting out and doing manual labor, I'm definitely not used to doing it in 105 degree heat. No kidding. We were spent. It was hot. It was hot. You had a good team. We did. We did. It, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. And that kind of f- obviously fits along in the series that we're in and mm-hmm. the I love my city. And, um, we, we talked, we moved on Sunday and we're talking about fishing, fishing. We're talking about fishing and, and, uh, so yeah, man, as we got into this and we, we kind of took a page uh, from uh, Pastor Chris Hodges with, with this one and it, the first two weeks of this series, we spent uh, really focusing on why we serve. So why should we, why should we go out and serve? Why should we go out and help people? Why should, you know, um, and, we, and we obviously, I, I think all of us know, none of us need to be reminded that there's people around us that are hurting and that's we all see that what we need to be reminded of is why we should impact them and uh, what it does for them and what it does for us Um, and so we spent the first two weeks really honing in all that Uh, and then after that we spent this Sunday um, really talking about you know we'll use the word evangelism um, but some people I think that word has just gotten so skewed because when we say evangelism you think of like an evangelist I I don't know what you what do you think of when you hear evangelist like what is it that goes evangelist evangelist yeah like Uh, the person evangelist like the real what I really think or like the no whatever what do you really think um I I good question because what pops in my the the churchy thing that pops in your head is like the dude that goes around preaching at different churches and stuff you know um that gets to like preach the message that the preacher wants to preach, but can't because the, he'll get fired. <laughs> so he goes in and like steps on toes and gets the whips, the church in line and, and all that, uh, which really isn't evangelism. No, no, not at all at all. So that's kind of weird. But uh, I, I think of evangelism is like um, getting away from our church friends and being with people that are in the world. Yeah. And like being, be, <laughs> The church I used to attend, they had a saying with one of the groups. It was like an acronym, BALNAM, B-A-L, be a light, not a mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and they would kind of use that when they were going to go do like uh, this feed the homeless outreaches. Like we're going to go out and BALNAM. Like we're not here to rub Bibles on people and, um, you know, sprinkle holy water on them and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, cast demons out that's not the yeah, that's right. not the mission right now we're just gonna go ball nant. we're gonna go be a light not a mouth we're gonna, right we're gonna we're gonna let our lifestyle and let our love shine through we're gonna be the gospel you know because they may not have a bible they may not have ever read a bible but we're gonna go show them what it is to right be, to, right, be, right. to be the, the hands and feet and that's what i think of evangelism it's like getting yeah. out of our circle our church our church circle right and and 
just get not seeing people, man. Yeah. So for me, for whatever reason, when I think evangelist, I think of like a tent revival. Like oh, yeah, someone okay. setting up a tent in a church parking lot or in an open field and they like put a stage and there's a guy out there like preaching. Like for whatever reason, that's just what enters my mind when I hear the term evangelist. Like, uh, and so, but all that to say, like so often as pastors, we both know this. Um, so often our church, our church, when I say our church, I don't mean transformation church. I just mean like churches, like the capital C church. So many people in our church is, um, across the nation or across the world. We, if we are not careful, we will think or imply that evangelism is for pastors. Like it's a, like the pastors need to evangelize. Like I just need to, like I'm saved. So I just need to like make it to heaven, but it's up to pastors to like help get other people there. Wrong. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Like it's up, like we, we all, I, I, Brad Livingston, Justin Oswald, a random listener who's listening to us right now. Like it's up to us as individuals to evangelize, to go out and talk to people about Jesus. Um, and so that's really what we kind of talked about because Matthew four eighteen through 19, you know, we looked at it, we opened the, uh, we opened the sermon with this uh, where he says, follow me. So this is Jesus. He goes up to Simon and Andrew and he says, follow me and I will make you And and we kind of did a dot, dot, dot thing there. And we kind of asked the congregation, like, what is it that Jesus makes us when we follow him? Like, what does he do in, uh, what, what does he make, like, what do we have in our mind? Does he make us religious? Does he make us churchgoers? Does he make us read our Bible? Does he make us pray? Does he make like, what does he make us? And, uh, and lo and behold, like we see, uh, in that scripture that, that when we fill in the dot, dot, dot there, he makes us fishers of men. Like he, uh, Luke 10 puts it that from now on, like, we're going to go try to catch people. We're going to try to catch them. Like we're trying to go out and, and, and get as many people as possible, help them hear, uh, the gospel and, and, and be a part of what's going on. So, um, yeah, like that's, that's, that's kind of the, the way we kick this off. Um, because even going to our first point, which is that followers, what do they do stuff in Justin? <laughs> followers fish. Followers fish. You know, um, and so followers, true followers of Jesus are looking for other people to talk to about Jesus. Which means going back to the question of evangel, the, my answer to the evangelist, it's like at some point you have to get out of your walls. Right. And you have to, you have to hang out with people who don't know Jesus in order to tell people about Jesus. Oh, come on. You, you know what I mean? Like, and it's so, it's so easy. That's not a, uh, a knock. Like it's so easy. Yeah. Once you get plugged into a church and you love it, you start whatever that church does, you know, whether they have, whether they're a little more, you know, I say new school with small groups and things like that, or a little more old school and you have, you know, the family dinner on the grounds and all these things, right, and whatever right. it is that you get plugged into because you love it and you're, you're, you know, you're with like-minded, yeah. you're equally quote unquote, equally yoked with, other, you know, <laughs> right. But right. at some point you got to get out of that. Like, so are you suggesting Justin that when the Bible says come out from them and be separated, like the scripture says, you know, says come out from among them, like be separated from the world. Uh, you're suggesting that the way the church has interpreted that, that we're not supposed to interact with the world is false. 
I'm thinking I'm I'm suggesting that I think it's very easy to fall into that state of mind. Yeah. That we shouldn't, you know, we're separated from the world. And and there has to be a separation and as far as maybe even lifestyle and, you know, it's character. Like you can't go in I don't think you should go into a bar and order a round of shots for everyone you're trying, you know, because then you're just <laughs> like them. You, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. There is no separation. I think there needs to be a distinct difference. But at some point you have to, I mean, at what point does, does what we do die? Right. You know, if, if you don't get away from people who are already believers and get out there and do outreach and do evangelism. So know? then are you suggesting, Justin, <laughs> that churches that aren't evangelizing are dying churches? Uh yeah yeah okay so just so we're clear yeah, I want to make abs- sure we're all on the same page uh, absolutely I, I yeah yeah okay I, I, I I'm suggesting that I think churches are dying all over I think the numbers speak for themselves true um, you, you know true. And, and I think there's a variety of reasons mm-hmm. um but we are we are heavily on our way to a post Christian you know society so yeah. so yeah um I was just reading some stuff today an email I got um you know like even people that are church attenders like more than 50% don't attend more than three out of eight Sundays. Like we're not going every week, you know? Right. So, and I think there's ways that you know, where we're at, you know, not to get off topic to leverage that and leverage technology to help with that and all those things. But yeah, I think churches are dying. It's, it's evident. Look around our city. Yeah. You know, you got, it's their, their holy huddles and they don't want to get out of their tradition or whatever to reach people. And I think it's, it's hmm. costing them, you know, hmm. and there's legacies shutting down. Hmm. That's sad. Interesting. You know, it's sad, you know, but it's like at the end of the day. Well, here's the deal. And in, in, first of all, I don't, uh, we, we don't celebrate when, uh, when churches close their doors. No. Like there's no celebration there because at the end of the day, if every single seat of every single church in Pensacola was full next Sunday. There's not enough. There's still, we still wouldn't have enough seats for how many lost people are in our city. So at the end of the day, we need all of us. But what we need to do is understand, just like you were talking about, it's like we got to get out of this holy huddle mentality where it's like our preferences, our ideas, our concepts, church is about me, church is about what I want, church is about the way I want to hear it, the way I want to preach, the way I want the song sang, and the, I want this color carpet, I want this color walls, I don't want the lights too bright, but I don't want the lights too dark, I don't want the loud sound too loud, but I don't want it too quiet, I don't want, like, it's not, it's not about your preferences, oh, they have, it's they about They have a fog people. machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. the fog yeah. machine. But, and then you throw in the mix, maybe there's, maybe there's good intentions, you take that out of the mix, then you throw in the, the denominational thing, where oh. you got two churches that are maybe doing awesome things, that could come together every once in a while and be stronger together, but one's Baptist hmm. and one's you know, oh. Assembly of God. It's like all yeah. these things. It's like, come on, you know. Surely Satan is behind denominations, <laughs> and, and I, I mean, obviously, don't hear what I'm not saying. But, yeah, you know, surely the, Dogma- the like dogmatic yeah, ideology. Surely the sure. the enemy loves the fact that even these powerhouse churches, you know, yeah. that, that in, in a city. Uh, would be so much stronger if they just even communicated and were yeah. like friendly. No, totally. I sit down for breakfast once a month with a group of pastors. Most of them are close friends of mine, but like I'm not. I'm considered a non-denominational. I have like a weird, like my theology, charismatic, like you know what I mean. Like it's it's an interesting thing for me. So I'm in my own little world. Um, one of my buddies is like he's Pentecostal through and through. The other one's Baptist. Like, you know, then there's another, there's another one that's more like me. Like we just all, it, it, man, we just like 
why because we like we love doing and i think the millennials that's one thing i love i think millennials are sick of that garbage man yeah like the millennial pastors and the millennial leadership in our cities um is sitting here like man i am so tired of this like built up barrier mentality like our churches can't do work together this competition spirit that exists between churches where like oh they got 10 more people we only got two like like Man, like yeah, and, away I, with that. and I think we're doing a. I say we. I mean, we like pastors here in town in Pensacola. Can't speak for everywhere, but we have a pretty good little network. We get together. You you have breakfast like you just said once a month with a couple, but you know about once a month we have this coffee thing. Yeah, you know, with a big group, and it's from like all theological backgrounds. I mean, Pastor Josh Wanoffer is a friend of ours. He's he's. Um, he hosts a, he's heavily reformed, heavily you know? reformed. Um, and he, hosts my brother, Josh Wong, yeah, he hosts a podcast, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, that, that where they talk about everything from a reformed standpoint. And I would like to have Josh on the show one day. I would know? love to do that. Um, Josh, if you're listening, we're calling you yeah. to come get you on the show. But you know, and he's, uh, he's in the SBC, I believe. I um, believe so. I believe they're SBC, um, you know, Baptist church and you know, we're, we're non-denom here at our church. Um, you know, we kind of both come from a little bit of a charismatic background. Sure. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's just like, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're all stronger together, you know? So um, I just think it's cool that we're kind of bridging some of these, these gaps that have existed within the churches, you know? Yeah, and you know, we always, we're, we're at Transformation Church, we're big on honor and mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we want to honor some of the older pastors who have been putting in work in that arena for a long time to make it possible for oh, guys like totally. us. Past, Pastor Dan has been that guy since the day he stepped foot on, on, on soil in Pensacola. But then there's got, I, I, I think of like Pastor Ballinger, who's gone to be with the Lord from Jubilee, Yep. who like, that was his heart, man. And he like diligently pursued that for, for decades. Um, so, you know, Pastor Dan, Pastor B, um, uh, and, uh, I, you know, Robert Pooley, Coast Community uh, out in Gulf Breeze, like who has genuinely been a part of church networking for a long time. And, yeah. and uh, Pastor Buford, um, uh, uh, at, who is at Liberty, now son Josh is the lead pastor at, at Liberty Blue. And, and uh, you know, guys like that, uh, Greg Burns, you know, New Dimension. So there's just so many pastors who were in the generations before us. Um, who have labored to make it possible for us. Like they really worked hard to open up windows and doors of communications and networking that we're able just to kind of walk through casually now. So um, big ups to you guys, man. You you guys have made it possible. Sure. So um, and you're helping you're helping the unchurched or the dechurched see um, that there's hope uh, that for unity in the body. So that's, that's super helpful. Um, but anyways, we're talking about followers fish, right? That's kind of where we were at. And so with that, some three reasons why three, and these aren't the only reasons, but these are three reasons that we kind of put down three reasons why people don't fish or people don't go out and take the gospel to their friends, their coworkers, their family members. Uh, the first one, Justin, because we didn't know we were supposed to, we didn't know we were supposed to, I didn't know I was supposed to like, some people get saved, they go to church, but they genuinely did not know they were supposed to go take Jesus, take the gospel to their coworker, their family member, their neighbor, mm-hmm. their whatever, you know, like, but you are, you're supposed to, and like, it's on you to, to go out and do that. So, um, we're supposed to, like, you're supposed to, you need to in, like engage someone today, talk to someone today, um, about Jesus, 
right? Mm -hmm. But then number two, even though some people may know that they're supposed to, right? What's what's the second one? They don't know how. We don't know how. Like, how do I do that? How do I... How do I fish? Like, how do I talk to people about Jesus? Um, and we talked about, I talked about Wahlburgers on Sunday. Shout out to Wahlburgers, the burger joint. Yeah, what's so funny about that is we were talking about Wahlburgers before church, me and two other people. Oh, really? I, and we, I didn't know you were going to mention that. And one of them was saying he didn't much care for it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he said it was good. He just, to drive over to Foley, you know, to well, drive yeah, forward to the he just wasn't, he's like, he didn't think it was all that. And then you talked about in the, in the message. Do I trust his character? Do I know him? Yeah. Okay, I just I don't know who it is. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> and I'm a little concerned about going to Wahlburgers because you talk it up, but you also talk up Burger Factory. Well, which whole, I don't want to I don't want to you know down a local business here in our town. But it, well, I was told they had the best burger in town, and they do and they don't. Well, so, first of all, no, it's, let's let's not kid ourselves. It wasn't gross. It just wasn't your preference in how the burger was made. It's not gross, right? And so uh, no, no. But mm-hmm. I was told it was the best burger in town. And that was an incorrect statement. Well, okay. Well, anyway. So, Burger Factory. Burger Sorry, <laughs> but step But up. Justin's opinion yeah. of your burger is that it's not the best burger in town. However. In in my expert opinion, which I humbly respect. <laughs> I, I, I would accept nothing less. <laughs> it's not the best burger in town. Um, but let's go down a little further before. I know we're just completely got off track of the points. <laughs> is they make a thicker patty, a thick patty burger, and I'm yep. not down with that. And that's yeah, that's yeah. if you like thick patty burgers, I could see how you would like it. Right. I don't. I think that's not a whole lot of uh, yeah. So uh, I'm a see, five guys guy. See, I'm an equal opportunity burger eater. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the thick patty. I like the thin patties with the cheese in between the patty. I like you know whatever, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here to I'm here to eat burgers. So whatever. so back to your story is right. you were using that as an analogy of, I think I think people assume when they go to talk about Jesus they're going to offend someone, or right. they're gonna or they're gonna come across as judgmental and all these things. And if you're if you're coming across judgmental and if you're offending people, you're probably not doing it correctly, in my opinion, because right. Jesus didn't really operate that way i yeah i mean i i think that there at some point sometimes conversations will will steer i think if you're offending someone out of the gate yes if you come out that's guns what i'm blazing meant. and you offend them on the first statement or out of the gate you're probably doing it wrong yeah because i don't know that there should be obviously you know you have people that would disagree with me and say like well you know the you know the truth can be painful and the the gospel can offend i don't think the gospel necessarily offends i think it convicts right right so and if you're gonna just if you're gonna talk the gospel i don't think you should be offending the person i think you should be preaching talking about the love of jesus and the holy spirit will convict them well yeah because you know uh so here's the deal with that is we in the church the church gets accused of doing one of two things too often and pastor dan does a phenomenal teaching on this we need to do a bonus episode with pastor where he breaks down grace and truth because this is it's just so good Uh, but he does a he talks about this where um you know some people are too guilty of only presenting grace like jesus is here to love you which he is um he's here to forgive your sins which he is but they never talk about the life change that should happen after Jesus enters your heart. Like when he comes into your life, when he takes control of who you are, like when that happens, there should be some change. Um, and oftentimes all we hear is the grace, but we miss out on the truth. Now the downside is there's a lot of people that present truth, 
but they never talk about grace. So they talk about all the things that need to change, how you're a terrible person, how your life is so messed up, how hell is your destination. But we never get to the good part. We never get to, but Jesus went to the cross and is extending grace to you. Um, and so all we have to do is repent and turn to him so that, you know, like we leave the grace out. So if we only preach truth, it comes across as law. And that's a, that's a painful, like unrealistic expectation for any person to follow the law completely. And then when we preach grace, we're setting people up for failure because we're telling them all the benefits, but we're not telling them how to get to those. Mm-hmm. And so there's a balance. And that's what, so that's what, when the Bible talks about grace and truth um, and, and bringing grace and truth together. So even going back to what you were talking about, you know, it's like, man, we have to, we have to paint the correct picture. If we only bring truth to the table, we're going to offend people unnecessarily out of the gate. If we only bring grace to the table, we haven't painted a complete picture of Jesus. And therefore, once again, um, people are going to be led astray, even with, with our good intentions. So we have to paint the whole picture of the gospel. And, and I um, think people just need to tell their story. Like, well, that was what we were getting at. Yeah. 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 yeah the, is, is the, the whole idea of the Wahlburgers mm-hmm. was, I was describing, I was telling my, my story of when I went to Wahlburgers and ate the burger and how I had the burger, I had my burger, but then I saw how good this other burger looked and I tried it and it was really good, you know? Um, and it was, that was an analogy, a metaphor, <laughs> you know, for people to see. Cause at the end of that, you know, I, I talked about how, how juicy the burger was and how it had this like stuffing with the nice, like hot, um, you know, crispy bits on it. And then it had the, the sauce and like, we talked about all that and you could see people like, obviously everyone's always hungry like yeah so they're like yeah that sounds great and i was like that's just how we should do like the same way that i passionately talked about this thing that was great for me is how we should talk about jesus like i'm not chastising you because you haven't had that burger i was just telling you how good that burger was for me i'm not beating you i'm not making you feel guilty that you haven't had it and and and, you know, telling people you should go try it go try it it was awesome it was great yeah how do you i'll even tell you how to get there you know what I mean? Like those are the, uh, yeah. that's how the gospel should work. Matt Chandler calls it heralding the gospel that we herald the gospel the same way we would herald anything other thing that we love. If you go watch a movie and you love the movie that you watched, you tell people about the movie. Yeah. I talk about the office all the time. We talk. Yeah. We, we just love we do trivia nights for the office. Like, yeah. yeah like, uh, like, so we talk about the office all night cause it's uh, all the time. Cause it's a show that we love to watch. So we talk to people about it. We watch movies and then we tell people about these great movies we saw because they were great for us. When we go eat at restaurants, we tell people about these great restaurants mm-hmm. because they were great for us. But when we have this great encounter with Jesus, we go, I don't know how to talk to people about him. It's like the same way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like herald that good news. Folks. Herald. How good has Jesus been to you? You know, but I got an interesting question on Sunday. Um, I had a guy ask me, he said, uh, he, he gave me a card on his way out the door and I won't say his name, but he said, uh, Hey, um, I really appreciate your analogy about how, how to communicate, how good Jesus has been. But when I look through my life, I can't really see how he's been that good, like how he's done anything monumental for me. So how would I communicate that? And my, my answer to that, for any of you listeners that feel the same way, maybe you're going, yeah, but, you know, I wasn't, like, in a gutter, you know, shooting up, and then Jesus radically transformed my life. Like, he just kind of moved me through. Like, listen, if you can understand that you are going to hell and now you're going to heaven because Jesus saw it fit to expose you to the grace 
that he has afforded to you and now you're saved. Like, <laughs> that's all it takes. That's all you have to talk about. Like, man, I was, I was whacked out, but Jesus came in and did something great. So, so all that to say is like, man, continue. Maybe your life isn't where you want it to be yet. So maybe he hasn't, you know, he, he, you haven't gotten that job or the new house or the, what in the new car, like he, and we didn't promise you any of those things. Jesus no. didn't promise any of those things. He's come to make you whole like that peace that you have the ability to walk in our church building and have peace in your heart. Like that's part of what he's done. So anyways, all those things are important. So we didn't know, we didn't know we were supposed to fish. We don't know how to fish. Number three, what's the other reason? We're, we're afraid to fish. We're afraid to fish. Mm, Man, stop it. Some of us are just scared. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Like, Hey, listen, just tell your story. Your story. Well, your, your story is what people need. People think that because they haven't gone to Bible college, they can't go out and evangelize their friends, you know, and we, Pastor Chris has a saying that's really funny, you know, it's just like, you know, pe when people are drowning, they don't need the Greek word for life raft. They just need you to throw them one. Right. When your friends are looking for the answer to what they're going through, the answer to their joylessness, their peace, like their lack of joy, their lack of peace, their lack of happiness, their lack of uh, everything in their life when they're when they're drowning from that um, because they don't have what they're looking for mm -hmm. they don't need you to have like a biblically constructed homiletical outline for your conversation with them they need your story they need a life raft like yeah. listen man jesus is he like you know like connect them to, to jesus so big time all that to say um yeah so those are that's it man we have to go out and fish and so here's the thing we talked about a number of things that are coming up and if you're local um if you're local man don't forget guys our tc family and even those that want to participate you can participate by checking out uh some of the different avenues with church of the highlands or transformation church on our 21 days of prayer we're going to be putting out information for that but august 5th through the 25th detox series in august thought attack series in september which thought attacks is gonna be awesome i'm pumped yeah. about that and then at the movies in november um so we talked about a little bit of those things so let's talk about the four points um the four points talking about fishers of men right because number one we want everyone to understand that fishing is fun fishing is fun right there is no greater joy man than to connect people to jesus like that's an addicting uh, opportunity and it's so much fun it's so much fun to to not only know that people's lives are being changed but know that you are a part of that that's right like that's such a great it's opportunity fulfilling yeah so luke 5, luke fifteen ten says i tell you there is rejoicing uh, in the presence of the angels of god over one sinner who repents in other words all of heaven rejoices when one sinner repents and comes to the lord um but second corinthians 5 18 through 20 kind of gives us instruction he says, all of this uh, is from God, talking about like grace, mercy, a new life, who reconciled us, reconciled there, meaning to put us in right standing with. You know how uh, someone's owed you $10 before? I don't know. Like, I know me and Justin, we, you know, we were pretty successful at a young age. People always owing us money. So if, if I loaned you 10, I was getting back at least 12. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that interest, you know? Hey, yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. so when someone paid you back, they were reconciled. They were put back in right standing right. with you. So God reconciled us, put us in right standing to himself through Jesus, uh, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, which means he didn't just reconcile us, but after he put us in right standing, he gave us the ministry, the, the, the mission to go out and preach 
or teach or talk about or tell our story of of that reconciliation so that other people could have it too. Uh, and that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And we are therefore Christ's, what is that word, Justin? Ambassadors. Ambassadors. Uh, as though God were making his appeal through us. So we are Christ's representatives. Your story makes you a representative of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that should change the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we carry ourselves. For some people, the way we dress, like, man, like we should carry ourselves differently as ambassadors of Christ. Um, right. You know, then number two, fishing is necessary. Necessary. So as, uh, as gospel preachers, um, teachers or storytellers, we have to understand that you at your job, you in your neighborhood, you with your friends, your family, man, fishing is necessary. And talking about Jesus is necessary. Um, and so, man, we have to, we have to understand that. Why? Man, because heaven and hell is a reality. Mm-hmm. Like when every single person that we know, when they die, they're going to one of those two places. Like, that's for real. That the weight of that should change how we talk to our family members and, and our yeah, neighbors and our coworkers. Good. So, um, that's good. So, man, we should definitely uh, grab hold of that. Romans ten thirteen for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Um, but then he goes on to say, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? Yeah. So they can't ask the Lord to be saved unless they believe in him. And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? Right. And how can, and, and I, that's, a, I wanted to pause right there. How can they hear about him if they've never heard the truth about him? Cause I believe there's a lot of people that know about God, but they don't know the truth about God. Mm-hmm. And so how can they know, how can they believe in him if they've never heard him, heard about him or if they've never heard the truth about him and how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? I like all that, which means we got to go tell them we got to talk. What? Paul did there in Romans come on bro is reverse engineer which is a term I use a lot Mm -hmm. but you know for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved then you have to work backwards right so what does that mean for us is well they can't call on his name unless they believe they can't believe unless they hear they can't hear unless someone's telling and no one can tell them unless they've been sent right which is what scripture says and this is us this is Brad Livingston who has the honor of serving as lead pastor at Transformation Church and yeah. Justin Oswald, yes. who has the honor of serving as executive pastor at Transformation Church. We right now are sending you because Jesus has sent us to send you. <laughs> you are listening to this podcast and being sent. Um, Read the last couple lines of Matthew. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Know. Like you're being Go. sent. So that is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Um, and so, man, we have to understand that it's necessary to take the gospel because they have to, we have to be sent so that we can tell people so that they can hear, so that they can call on Jesus so that they can be saved, so they can believe in him so that they can be saved. Yep. So then point point number three, point number three, Jesus asked us to to go go fishing. Yes. Like he asked us, I think of like my, my, my dad asked me to do something like, you know, my, my, uh, my mom and dad, they've been going out of town a little bit lately. They say, hey, can you go by the house and check on the freezer and make sure that it's still working so it doesn't flood the house? Like, he asked me to do it, so I go by the house, check on the freezer. Everything's good. Why? Because someone that I love asked me to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. 
Jesus gave his life for us, and he asked us in return to carry this good news and tell other people about it. So we do so because he asked us, right? Mm-hmm. Man, we talked about Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Therefore, go. What is it, Justin? Don't come and see. Go and tell. Go and tell. Therefore, go and make disciples. Mark sixteen fifteen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I mean, it's almost like he's doing a little more than asking us. <laughs> he's Yeah, it's a direct send. <laughs> he's like, kind of... <laughs> given a directive yeah like this is know? what this is what you're going to do yeah. as believers or, yeah you should, right, right, right. you should so john twenty twenty one. as the father has sent me i am sending, sending you. you acts 1 8 but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses um in jerusalem judea samaria and the ends of the earth so Man, like we're being empowered to go out and make this difference, right? And then we we kind of wrap this up with the idea that we uh, we were all fish once. Mm-hmm. The last point is that we're all fish once. Like at some point in time, we have to we have to come to the grips that you know. Sometimes we lose track of who we used to be, and we only we only see who we are now and and who we used to be. We have to recognize that, um, man, we we got to go out and and do some fishing because. We owe it to people who are lost because somebody owed it to us. Like because we've because someone came and got us, we should be looking for that same opportunity. And I challenge the people in our church. You know, I told a story about uh, after after the hurricanes and um, how during that time frame the Lord really did a work in my life and and um, and He really challenged me to 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 a number of things. But in that, He He challenged me that if I would give Him everything, He would that I could change the world he would use me to change the world later on i realized that he was saying that the way that he was going to change the world was by using me to change into individual people's worlds helping change their lives and if we change enough people's lives we will have changed the world that was kind of the the <laughs> thing that was going on in my head and so i challenged the i challenged the people at tc you know i said if if uh i said think about next year this time next year who could be sitting in this room because of whose worlds you have changed with your story. Like what an opportunity to carry that and to, and to make that part of what we do. So why second Corinthians five fourteen says for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all, uh, therefore all died. So man, his love compels us to carry the good, the gospel, the good news. And so man, let's get out there and let's do it. That's it. Let's go fishing. Yep. Fishing for people. So, um, yeah, man, we're so, so honored that you guys chose to tune in today. Thank you for checking it out. If you haven't heard the sermon yet, you kind of got the breakdown on it, but go hear it. It's good times. And, uh, hear it or or watch it. Hear it, watch it. You can find both at, uh, Mm transformationchurch.com and you can find, uh, the podcast. Um, you know, if you're on a podcast now, it's, it's on our thread, but, Mm -hmm. uh, transformationchurch.com will lead you to both if you want to watch, um, It'd be awesome, yeah. Yeah. So, so tune in, check it out. So, Justin, where can they find us on all the spaces? Man, you can find uh, our church, Transformation Church, um, at transformationchurch.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. Go ahead and give us a like or follow and friend us and all that stuff. We love to connect with you. We appreciate appreciate everybody. Um, you can send us an email if you have questions and anything we may need to talk about on the podcast. Send us a, some questions on uh, follow up at transformationchurch.com. 
be yeah. awesome. And like, uh, subscribe to this, and share it on on uh, your social media, and help us uh, help us spread the word of kind of some stuff we're talking about. Yeah, rate us too. We'd love for you guys to give yes. us five star rating, all that good review, stuff, all that, all that good stuff. So feel free to do it. Hey guys, we appreciate you very much. Again, send us a tweet, send us an email. We'd love to hear you. You can find me at Brad Livingston underscore on twitter and instagram i'm i'm at justin oswald underscore on both all right guys so we appreciate you tuning in we'll catch you guys next week for uh, another week another sermon and another follow-up podcast see you guys later